Max Hall and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well and welcome back to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant. Talking about the number 21 player we've listed today. Mid-forward eligible Western Bulldog, Toby McLean. Six months ago, you might have been like, oh, yeah, I see how he fits in 12 months ago. <laughs> Not a chance in the world. We'll talk about why Toby's found his way into the 50. It's been a minute since we've had Jordux back on the podcast, so we had to get him on. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well, MJ. Thanks for having me back. It's good to have you back for Toby McLean. Let's work our way through him as we're getting towards the top 20 players of my 50 most relevant. 26 years of age, midfield forward eligible. And when we look over his 2022 stats in the home and away season, there is nothing there. We'll talk about why that is the case in just a moment. And while he did play one career AFL game last year, nothing in the home and away season. In terms of career high scores, He's got some pretty decent ones. If you're looking back in 2018, it's where he got a 152 against the Collingwood Football Club in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team and a 146 against the Gold Coast Suns for Supercoach. Due to him missing so much footy predominantly, in fact, almost exclusively due to an ACL injury that occurred midway through 2021, he is very, very cheap for us. He's $178,900 in Supercoach. Basically, 100K more in AFL Dream Team at 293,500. And then why not throw another 100K on top of that for your AFL fantasy price in that format? He's priced at $401,000. And sometimes, Jordox, on these 50 most relevant podcasts, whether it be me from a hosting perspective or a guest from the coaches panel or others in the fantasy community like ourselves, we can kind of hypothesize around why a player is relevant, what should be good about them, will they or won't they work for us. But certainly when it comes to Toby Green, the ownership percentage across the formats seems to be sending a very loud and clear message that he's going to be, should he be named round one, one of the most popular players across formats in 2023. Yeah, I think you actually said Toby Green then. I think oh, did I? Yeah, yeah no, you, too you, many Tobies. You're small, you're small Tobies mixed up. If no, you can I'm play like him, that'll help. Yeah, yeah, well, that's got me excited if you can be like that. Um, now, look, McLean is, is he's the ultimate gift. I mean, particularly for Dream Team and Supercoach, the way their score, uh, pricing is structured. Yeah. So he actually did come back and was an unused sub in round 21 for the Dogs against Fremantle. So that zero that he, you know, scored but didn't score doesn't count um, at all. So he, we get the discount because he didn't play. And then he did play mm-hmm. in a final, which doesn't count in the pricing, and yet it's got a lot of tongues wagging, not just from Bulldogs fans, but us fantasy fans. 21 touches, nine tackles, and a couple of shots at goal. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good way to uh, say to everyone, hey, I know this season's done in 22, but pick me in 23. Yeah, and flatline tons across the formats for us as well, which is really for us as fantasy coaches what we're excited about. Um, You look at 
there are two primary reasons why Toby McLean is relevant. Number one, his price point. He is priced, depending on the format you play in, he's around about 25K cheaper than the most expensive cash cow for us in Supercoach this year in the number one pick, Aaron Cadman. He's a couple of thousand um, cheaper in Dream Team. Not much, but there's a little bit of money there that he's cheaper than Cadman, although Ashcroft is certainly the one people are most probably looking at that price point against. And AFL Fantasy, he's not as cheap. He's priced about 100000 more than Cadman, but he's at the price point of a guy of 45. So, so why are we so, as the fantasy community, excited about McLean? A proven performer in at least a couple of the formats priced as a cash cow. That's what's got people excited. We're not wondering or pondering or forecasting or hoping. We know what he can be. And what we know he can be is looking back at what he did in 2018. Nine AFL fantasy and dream team tons. Those included a 143 and a 152. That season in DT and fantasy, eight additional scores of 80 plus. That was on a way to an average of 94.5. Over in Supercoach that same year, 10 tons, three of them over 120. And while his seasonal average of 94.6 was exceptional, there was actually a pocket of nine rounds in that season where he went at an average of 113.3. Remember, in that format of Supercoach, we're paying for him as a cash cow. 2018 uh, is far from an outlier. It's not like he's just had one pop season and done sweet nothing for us beyond that. Uh, the season earlier, he averaged an 85.5 across formats. However, the final 10 weeks of the season, he went on an average of 95.3 in Fantasy and Dream Team and 97.2 in Supercoach. So in reality, we've got this 32-game stretch between that last 10 games of 2017 and, and what he did in 2018 showing he's a mid-90s performer. He doesn't have to be that, though, does he, Jordox? I know there's the hope and the expectation in some that, oh, we've got a new premium at a basement price. But to do his job, he doesn't have to pop anywhere near those sort of scores. No, not even close. And and I'd taper anyone, anyone who's got those expectations that he will reach the heights of 2018. I mean, it would be... Amazing coming back from a ACL. It's not to say it can't happen. Well, he's got that hundred for us in the final, doesn't he? We know that this is now not just a five-year retrospective fit. It's oh no, this is still within his wheelhouse. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, to hit a hundred in that final. I mean, final footy is typically um, a lot tougher. Uh, there's more contested footy, and and he laid nine tackles. And looking over his career, that's pretty much where his scores have been built from. He's, he's got a great tackling game. That excellent 2018 season, he, he averaged just under six tackles a game. Uh, so he could be he could be anything. It's a bit hard to know, but it doesn't matter. Like you said, the, the most important thing, even more important than role or even what he scores, is just that he plays. Best yeah. 22, um, and he will make us plenty of cash. Particularly Dream Team Super Coach. Yeah. I'm yet to be completely convinced in fantasy. It will kind of depend what other cheaper options um, announce themselves in the next six to eight weeks. I think I think that's fair. In AFL fantasy, where he's priced, is if we get this abundance of two hundred to three hundred thousand guys that have comparable scoring potential. Now, theirs will be more likely 
hoped potential than proven potential. But that's probably the narrative of where you do fade him in AFL fantasy is if you see this abundance of under 300, 350K cows pop with comparable security and ceiling. Okay, sure. I, I totally get what why you might fade on him. I, I agree with your point though around expectations is because of what he's priced at, you've got to treat him in the same vein you would others that are cash cows in dream team and super coach or lower price stepping stones, which means, man, five to eight weeks of 60 and 70 average. Hope he pops you a nice 90 plus scores, maybe a couple of them along the way to really kick that um, cash generation moving and then flip him all the way along. Um, you can run him right up to his buy if he's popping along nicely for you. Absolutely no problem with that. Um, but I'm like you, I'm not too concerned about role. I don't I don't see, not just many, I don't see any midfield opportunity for him kind of rolling through there. I see him, if he is in the team, and I use that word if for a reason, by the way, uh, if he is in the team, I see him playing a lot of pressure forward moments, pushing up the ground, um, adding some extra support to that midfield crew. Um, where do you see him playing, Jordox? Is it a comparable spot or, or do you see a world where he could pick up CBAs? You know, I, I think I think the way that, well, as we all know, the way that the Bulldogs run their midfield um, absolutely could be, anyone could be in there. Rock Smith might get some CBAs this year. <laughs> But no, but seriously, I think he's the kind of guy that can go in and have an impact. Uh, but that would be an impact player, just go in for a bit. It wouldn't be long stretches. I mean, if it is, that's great. But no, I think the pressure forward role is is where he'll um, land this year. And I, I think he'll score well enough in that role. And it's kind of a good thing that he does come back in. I mean, if they still have Dunkley there, those who are worried about the split that Dunkley always has between mid and forward, the mm. fact that McLean's there. So that, that bodes well if you're really keen on Libba or um, or Bailey Smith or one of those guys that we are always worried about that they'll get that little run in the forward line. I think Toby McLean scratches that itch and plays that role well enough that uh, the mids can stay mids. But again, who... who who could possibly know, MJ, what Bevo's planning this year? Uh, I look, sometimes I, I think he's making it up for his own fun and free will as he goes along. Now, I made this statement around if he's best 22. Um, I think he should be, but he's no certainty. Let, let me rattle off half a dozen names to you. Robbie McComb, Anthony Scott, Rourke Smith, Mitch Hannon, Lockie McNeil, Latham Vandermeer, Riley Garcia. These are all very similar types of players to Toby McLean in the vein of used inside forward 50, but also can and do push up the flanks and the wings for the Western Bulldogs. Then you've got that absolute elite midfield crew. You've got the McRae's, the Bontempelli's, the Baz Lankers, the Tom Liberatore's, the Adam Trelaw. Gosh, as the fifth wheel. What, what an amazing fifth wheel. So, so I list all those names for this one specific point. He should be in the mix for the best 22. And, I, and for my best guess, I think he is right now. But he has not got a lock on that position. He, he's not the only option that could sit in these magnet spots for the Western Bulldogs. And so what you need to have is a contingency plan, is a if this, then that. In essence, that's pretty much a, if a specified event 
occurs, then a specific follow-up needs to be triggered. Because what you need to do with McLean um, is if he isn't named round one, what you don't want to be doing on that Thursday night heading into that first game of Richmond and Carlton, what you don't want to be doing is panicking with the moves you make. Remember 12 months ago with the issues we had around Wayne Miller? He's not there. What am I going to do? And we start butchering our sides because we haven't built contingency plans. Different in Dream Team and Supercoach because he's a cash cow in that format. In AFL Fantasy, though, if you're building your forward structure around a 400K guy at F4, F5, the question I want to ask you is, what are you going to do if he's not named round one? If you know what your backup plan is, you're all set. That's all you can do. Um, but if you're like, oh, geez, that would really kill my structure. Uh, okay, use this time at this point of the preseason to go, all right, if this, then that. If this happens, then this will happen. If this happens, then that happens. Great fantasy coaches think through all the permutations and variables to make sure when selections drop, they're not caught off guard and making bad rush decisions over the past couple of months. Um, I think we're all guilty of of making <laughs> those quick impulsive changes just before Richmond Carlton on a Thursday night. It's almost um, part of uh, dream team folklore, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. But it's a great point. And I think the point I would make around McLean in AF, where he is at 401k, is if you're not sure and you're kind of hanging out for teams to be announced to confirm that he's playing, I don't know if I'd be confident to, to stick with him. I mean, if it, you know, there's so much media, so much, uh, we have so much access now, obviously, the great work at the coaches panel and all the other content providers and across Twitter and Facebook. If, if we haven't heard by, you know, a week or two before round one, oh, yeah, he's killing it. He's going to play this role. McLean's ready to go. I don't know if it's up in the air come the, the night that teams are announced. 401k in fantasy, he plays round one and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can easily flick him off, but I'd want to be more confident, less so with the others, although as a cash cow, you really do want to know he's going to get a block of games. Yeah, absolutely. Look, well, I've just spent the past five minutes or so throwing some doubt into the mind of the community. I think if he's named round one, He's going to be one of the most popular selections and for a very good reason. Why? Because he's shown that he is proven and it is not year five year revision window. It is the last game of AFL that he and the Western Bulldogs played in a really tight contest. So for me, if McLean plays round one, you just pick him. You don't get too cute. You don't overcomplicate it. Again, in fantasy, if we get an abundance of cows under price point, sure, I'll, I'll listen to that. But for me, just given the huge volume of ownership, even if it goes wrong, the vast majority of the competition and of good coaches will be with you in the pain point. So for me, I, I think it's a pretty easy selection this year. Temper and your expectations, but yeah. And going back, just I had a quick look um, in that game, in that final, there were no CBAs for McLean. So he no. hit 100 off the flank. So that's, that's promising. It is. And, and he's coming off the back of an injury. Uh, the 2019, 2020, bits of 21, don't, he was very much in and out of the side for, for a variety of different reasons. But, but that's the reason there's an air of, yeah, he should be there. 
he should be a really nice money maker for us this year, but he's not. He's not in the first 10 or 15 selected in that side. I see him as a bottom five guy in the dogs. And if he's not performing, he'll be out. If he's performing, he'll absolutely stay in there. Uh, side. Uh, let's talk draft day. A lot of salary cap hype. Jordox generally translate mm. to some early attention on draft day. Uh, where do you feel comfortable picking him up on draft day, if at all? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd definitely be happy to grab him. Yeah, I, I think he's a great one for those with a bit of a, you know, a midfield heavy strategy, let all the forwards go and then just bulk up your midfield. And then, you know, it's time to start picking forwards mm. and all the big dogs are gone. Geez, he's pretty handy. I mean, what he could do. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I would take him. It's probably a bit of an afterthought. I mean, he'll have, I'm not sure how he'll even be listed because it'll be a zero against his name. If if it's by uh, average twenty twenty two average and yeah 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 so yeah he could be forgotten but if again the next six to eight weeks if momentum builds and we're hearing he's definitely best twenty two he's definitely got a role has a good the, community the salary cap hype yeah the salary cap hype will only go bigger and then as a result he'll probably fly off um, the boards a bit earlier than. He probably should, a guy coming back from an ACL. Yeah, look, uh, I can... That's a pretty long him? roundabout way of saying I'm not sure where I'd put him. I mean, I'd be happy to grab him as an S4, F5 and yeah. and just see if it pops. You, you don't know. Oh, at that point in the draft, you're taking speculative guys anyway, hoping for the upside, and there's absolutely a world where there's upside. So uh, if you're selecting him as your F3, you're doing one of two things. You're running really light on in your forwards and heavy in another line, like Jordok said, could be a viable strategy, or you're just jumping too early. Um, I, I think any earlier than an F4, and, and you're just getting sucked into the hype, and you're expecting probably too much from him. Um, but yeah, it, at those last couple of forward spots that you're picking, generally you're throwing those guys back in the pool after around one or two, if not before anyway. So it's only upside for, for me in that point. Hey, Jordox, thank you for your work today. As we've talked about Toby McLean, not Green McLean. <laughs> Too easy, mate. We'll talk soon. If you want to go and check out the article on Toby, it is online for you now, coachespanel.tv. Gosh, there's like 30 player articles for you to go and check out already this preseason. There's a bunch of other gold. Some team reveals have been dropped by different members of the coaches panel. Mini Monk's been dropping a bunch of great um, strategy content pieces for you. There is articles dropping every single day for us. Check out coachespanel.tv. If you're only just getting back into your fantasy footy preseason, well, there's 30 of these podcasts that are there for you to go and check out. There is hours upon hours upon hours of fantasy footy content. Um, nobody's made more than what we've done. So you, we got you covered. And then all the other guys that are a part of your fantasy footy diet, you could fly to and from America and back between us all, and you'll have enough stuff to get you through. And by the way, if you haven't, uh, become a Patreon supporter. It's where you get exclusive content, a bunch of different rewards, hidden access to some groups and some exclusive content, like I said. Then all the details, if you want to support the Coaches Panel and pick up those rewards, can be found at coachespanel.tv. And by the way, a brand new premium tier supporter, Ray, has jumped on. Ray, I could try to pronounce your surname, but I would butcher it as badly as I explained what Toby McLean's name was right at the top of the episode. So, Ray, you know who you are. 
your surname starts with a B and that's about as far as I'm going to spell before I lose any sense of credibility I might have somehow forged my way into. So who's up tomorrow? The last of the 20s, number 20 in the 50 most relevant. Here's some clues for you. Back-to-back season. He has gone 110 plus in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. Back-to-back seasons in Supercoach, he has gone 110 plus. And yet as I look across the fantasy formats, he is not owned in any format by more than 10%. He is a fantasy gun and no one seems to be picking him. Who am I talking about? You'll find out tomorrow in the 50 Most Relevant.